You are listening to audio from Hope Church Ipswich. For more information about our church, please visit www.hopechurchipswich.net. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's so good to be together on our international weekend. Who here was at the International Food Festival yesterday? Loads of you. Wasn't it a good time? I think we had something like 300 people here, a dozen or so different uh, dishes from different nations. And of course, we saw England uh, go through to the semi-final on their unstoppable march to glory. (laughs) It's a great weekend. Um, This, I think, is our fourth international weekend. And you may be wondering why we do this. I'll tell you why we don't do this. We don't do this because it's politically correct. We don't do it because we fancy an excuse for a feast, although that's a pretty good reason. We don't do it because the World Cup's on or other international sport events. We do it intentionally, and I'm going to explain why we do that in just a moment. Um, Children, can I just see you waving your flags at me just for a moment? It doesn't matter if they're not even started yet. Okay, when I'm speaking, and I'm going to speak for a little while this morning, maybe 10 minutes, I want you to to, uh, colour in a flag. You might want to copy one of the flags that you see around you. Um, And then at the end, we're going to hear about churches that are being started in different countries, okay? And uh, when you you hear about these different countries later on, I'm going to be speaking to some some different people who have met these uh, churches in different countries. Um, I want you to write a prayer on the back of your flag. So you need to keep one side clear if you can. And uh, I need you to write a prayer on the back for those churches. And if you're feeling brave, then maybe maybe two or three of you might like to come and read out your prayer uh, on Anna's microphone uh, after I've finished. So do you understand what to do? So colour in a flag, copy one of these flags around the room, or you can make your own flag. But then at the end, I want you to listen carefully, um, because we're going to be hearing about different churches in different countries, and you've got a chance to uh, write down a prayer for those churches. Okay, we are doing our international weekends for a purpose, and it is because of what God has called this church to be, and because what God has called this church to do. Over the last um, three or four years, we've seen quite a remarkable change in our church community. Um, Many of you who have been around uh, for longer than four or five years, maybe you've been around for 10 or 15 years, you will have seen in the last four or five years hundreds of people joining our church, and many of those people from different nations. We have, uh, as I said, about 12 different nations or so uh, cooking different uh, food for us yesterday, but that was only really a snapshot of the many different nations that are now represented in our church. I think we now have people from every continent of the world except Antarctica. Um, If you're from Antarctica, then then wave your hand. I don't expect there'll be any uh, penguins in here. So... The thing is, people are finding that this is not just a service to attend, it's not just a club to belong to, but actually that it's a family to be a part of. We're not a perfect family, but we are a real family, and we're striving to grow more and more as a real family that loves God and that loves one another. And the other thing that we've seen in recent years is that we have increasingly played a part in spreading the good news of Jesus that we've been singing about this morning to different nations. We've played an increasing part in that by sending uh, teams to different nations. And I'm going to be sharing uh, later on a little bit more about that. But over the last eight months, we have sent about 30 different people 
on short-term trips to different nations to go and encourage churches that are being started right across Europe and beyond. And we also, in our prayer meetings, we've been praying for different countries. We've been praying for churches that are being started in different countries. And we've also, perhaps primarily through Morris, who's on the leadership team with me here, are impacting many, many different nations as Morris goes and helps churches to get started and established. So we're increasingly becoming an international church with an international outlook. We have a huge desire to serve Ipswich. We love Ipswich. We want to serve this town, and that will never change. But increasingly, God is showing us that our destiny is also to be a church that touches the nations. I wonder if you have a Bible with you, you might like to turn to Revelation, which is the last book of the Bible, and uh, chapter 7. The, the words have come up on the screens around the room as well. We heard a little bit about this, actually, when Tommy shared uh, what he shared in the worship time. And uh, this is what the Apostle John, who was one of Jesus' best friends, when he grew old, many years after Jesus had ascended to heaven, the Apostle John saw a vision of the end of all days, after Jesus had uh, returned to earth, he saw a vision of many thousands of people. We're going to read about it now in Revelation 7 and verses 9 to 10. After this I looked, John said, and behold a great multitude that no one could number. I want you to think about a crowd of people that you can't count everyone. You might want to think about a big football stadium. It's even bigger than that. Even bigger than that. No one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So we see here a glimpse of the future, an uncountable number from every different country. Every different country. Can you say every? Every. Every different country. People from every different country standing before God in heaven and shouting, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Firstly, we see God on the throne. We see God on the throne. That means he's the king who's in charge of all things. Even though there's all kinds of things going on in the world that we don't understand and wars and all sorts of horrible things, God is still in control. In Isaiah chapter 40, God kind of starts to show off a little bit. It's it's only okay for God to show off. It's not okay for us to show off. God can show off because he really is that good. And he starts to say this in Isaiah chapter 40, that the nations to him, all of the countries, can you see all these flags around the room? All of these billions of people, these nations are like a drop in a bucket for me. And it says also in Isaiah 40 that he weighs the islands as though they were dust. Can you think about that for a moment? Think about all the islands. We're living on an island right here. This is quite a big island, but there's even bigger islands like Australia and Greenland and other places. And all of those islands, he weighs them. And to him, on his scales, they're like dust. Can you think about the dust on your TV cabinet that you have to clean down when you've got people coming over? (laughs) That is 
That is what the nations are like to God. That doesn't mean he doesn't care about the nations. It just means that he's far, far bigger than the nations. He's on the throne. So he's in control. And it's the only way to be saved, the only way to know God is through the way that he has appointed. And that's through his son, who's the Lamb of God. He's the Lamb of God. That meant that he was without sin. He didn't do anything wrong. Think how innocent a lamb is. Think about them. They're just beautiful, white, little, fluffy creatures. Well, Jesus isn't beautiful and white and fluffy, but he was innocent like a lamb. Didn't do anything wrong. And we've sung this morning that he was sacrificed for the sins of the world. He gave up his life so that we could be saved. Trusting in Jesus is the only way to be saved. Trusting in Jesus is the only way to have your sins forgiven and to know this God personally who sits on the throne. I was speaking to a lady on, uh, earlier this week who might even be here this morning and she said, I feel unworthy to talk to God because of the things I've done wrong. Well, the thing is I was able to explain was that the thing with Christianity is that we're all unworthy. We're all unworthy, but we have an amazing saviour, Jesus, this innocent lamb who took our place. And not only does he take away our sin, but he gives us his perfect record, that kind of innocence, that perfection, he gives it to us. And that is what allows us to know God. That's what gives us a sense of being worthy to come before God. Jesus is the Lamb of God, and it's his perfection that we receive when we trust in him. So that's the future. We'll be with him, we'll be glorifying him, and we'll be enjoying a completely new creation that has no suffering and no sin And until that day, it's our mission to spread the good news of Jesus everywhere we go. And today I've just got two very, very quick points. We are called to be and we're called to go. I want this half of the room to shout be and this half of the room to shout go. So we're called to be. We're called to be. And we're called to go. I think this side a bit better. We're called to go. Fantastic. We're called to be and we're called to go. One way that we will reach this town... One way that we will show people in this area that Jesus is the king is by our demonstration of diversity. That's quite a fancy word for saying we're very different. That we're all very different, but that we have one saviour. We're Jesus' family. Even though we're from many different countries, can I just ask you to raise your hand for a moment if you weren't born in this country? Wow, loads of you, loads of you. And can I ask you to raise your hand if you speak a different language, uh, if you can speak another language apart from English? Wonderful, fantastic. Even though we're from very different backgrounds, some of us grew up rich, some of us grew up poor, some of us have, uh, are strong, some of us are weak, even though we are from different um, parts of the world and with different backgrounds, we, if we have trusted in Jesus, we are One. We are one. And Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter 13 and verse 35, he says, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. Okay, by the by the way we love one another, and not just kind of just happen to come to the same building every Sunday, but by the way we love one another, people will know that we are disciples of Jesus. 
people will understand that Jesus is real and that he changes lives today. But as I said, it doesn't just look like turning up at the same building every Sunday and getting in our cars and going home. It looks like being in each other's lives and taking time to listen to each other's stories and to learn of each other's backgrounds and to laugh with others and to laugh at the funny things in our own culture or in others' cultures because there are some downright hilarious things in our culture. There really is, and we're okay to laugh at ourselves and to laugh with others. With others. As we do this, people in this town will think, I've never seen anything like this before. I've never seen anything like this before because as we love one another, even though we're very, very different, as we are a community of people who love one another, people will sit back and think, wow, what is going on here? Because the kind of deal in our culture right now is that people are quite suspicious of people from other backgrounds. People are quite suspicious of people from different nations. And it's really awful, to be honest. But that's generally kind of the the mood in our culture right now. But as we, although very diverse, love one another... People will sit back and think, wow, tell me more about Jesus. And not just in the way that we're different in our nationalities, but in terms of our ages and uh, stages of life and our backgrounds, as we spend time with those who are different to us. Because usually people just want to hang out with those that are the same as them. Do you know that? That's kind of generally what happens. We hang out with those that we are like, because it's easier that way. And yet, as we spend time loving people from, in, uh, from different nations and backgrounds, people will see a glimpse of heaven. They will see a glimpse of heaven and will want to know more. So can I ask us to consider our next steps in this? With all this series that we've been talking about, go, go to the broken, go to the poor, go to those in need, go to the sick, go to the nations. Can I ask you to consider your next steps? That's what we've been thinking about over this series. It might be that you decide, I'm going to invite some people to my house who I don't recognize, I don't know, maybe they're very different to you. Can I urge you to have humility and to seek to learn from others? I'm, I've got lots to grow in in humility, but what I love to do is to ask people about their backgrounds and to ask people about their nations and to learn things from them children here. Maybe there's people in your groups at church here from different countries and you might want to invite them to your house to come and play and to learn more about where they're from. This is who we're called to be, to have open homes, open lives, loving people who are very different to us and in doing so showing the world that Jesus has changed our lives. So we're called to be. We're called to be. But we're also called to Fantastic. We're called to go. We're all missionaries. All of us who know Jesus, all of us who trust in him as our saviour, we're all missionaries. We're all sent to the different contexts of our lives with the good news of Jesus. And when it comes to the nations, we're called to go. We're called to go. It may mean that some of us will leave this nation and live long term in another nation and learn the language and learn about the culture and tell people about Jesus and help to see a wonderful church set up in the place that you go to. We've had people in this church do that and have returned. We've got people uh, that we're going to be hearing about in a minute who have done that and have heard the call from Jesus to go and to settle in another nation. For all of us who are Christians, 
it looks like us carrying the nations in our hearts in prayer. That's something that's so important to us, is to carry the nations in our hearts in prayer. So it might be that some of you, as a next step from today, that you simply give yourself to praying for certain nations, that maybe God's burdened you with, to pray for them, to pray that many will come to know Jesus. And for some of us, it will look like going to a nation on a short-term trip. And uh, that has happened a lot recently in the life of our church. We have uh, life groups here. We have over 30 life groups uh, this term. And uh, next term, at the end of September, there'll be a whole bunch of new groups to join. Um, But one of the groups this term has been a Heart for Nations group, which has been led by uh, Morris Nightingale. And this group have been meeting in person with people uh, who are uh, church planting in other nations and also meeting over Skype with them and talking with them and praying for them uh, with the wonders of modern technology. And as I said, we've now had over 30 people going on short-term trips to different nations in the past eight months. We've had teams going to Malaga in Spain. Pretty good. Uh, Frankfurt in Germany. Utrecht in the Netherlands, Malmo and Stockholm in Sweden. There's been two trips to Stockholm and to Helsinki in uh, Finland. Other trips uh, that are planned in the coming months to Lille in France and um, this is people, individuals who have planned trips and also to Gdansk in Poland and a return trip to Helsinki as well. So following one of these trips to Stockholm, a lady who's a a Swedish lady uh, called Hannah wrote up a report and said the following. This was about a group that came from this church. She said, To me, throughout our yet fairly short church history, the steady support we have been getting from the wider relational mission family, that's the family of churches that we belong to, is a constant source of wonder. People have given up their valuable time and resources to come and pray, prophesy, serve, and pour out their lives for us. This is not only a sacrifice for the people traveling, but also their nearest and dearest who send them and keep them running at the home, keep life running at the home front. For this, I want to say thank you. This was translated from Swedish and uh, just a wonderful, wonderful message really to people in this church who have gone and supported. It's invaluable the support that they are receiving. God is advancing his kingdom right around the world. And he calls us to play a part in it. Whether we go long term, short term, or simply pray and give, we have a part to play. And I would love for us to get a heart for the nations in increasing measure. I'd love for that to be our church, to have a heart for the nations in increasing measure. So can I ask you to consider what your next steps are? It might be that you commit to praying for a nation. It might be that you uh, come and uh, tap Morris on the shoulder when he's next here. He'll be here next Sunday and say, Morris... When can I go on a trip with you? When can I go and uh, help in a different nation? There's others that have gone uh, to different nations beyond the relational mission family. There might be different nations that you are supporting and praying for in your heart. Might it be to attend the relational mission called To Go Day, which is happening in Colchester, and the details are coming up on the screen in just a moment. There's a call to go day in Colchester in September can I encourage you to go along to it, even if you've got an inkling in your heart. It might be for many uh, years down the line. If you feel that there's a calling to go to a different nation, go along to this. The details about how to book in are on the Relational Mission website. Okay. Children, can you just wave your flags at me one more time? Thank you. It's time to listen up in, 
uh, even more than you have been already. You've been amazing. And we're going to invite some people who have been on these trips in recent months. I want to invite Carmen, Rod, and Sam um, just to come and be ready. Carmen, I would like you to come up first if you can. This is Carmen. Let's give Carmen a round of applause, shall we? Can we have the microphone, please? Yeah. So Carmen is from Romania and Hello. she's a member of this church and has been for two or three years? Three years and a half. Three and a half years, wonderful. And has recently been to Stockholm. Um, Carmen, can you give us one reflection from meeting uh, the church in Stockholm? Um, what I can say about Grace Church that I've been, they're very, very nice people uh, with warm hearts and very welcoming. We just felt that we came from home to home, which is it's, it's a great thing to have this feeling in like two days time. It's like yeah. a really short time and we really enjoy spending time with, with people there. Fantastic. And how did you support the, the church there when you went there? Um, well, uh, the, the mission <laughs> yeah. was to, uh, to go and um, help them with worship. Yeah. Um, but as soon as we get, got there, I just felt from God that the mission is more than that. It's actually um, getting uh, and bonding relationship with people from there and talking with them, uh, finding out about their lives, the history, the background, and praying for them. And uh, what I can say that I will happily go again there. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much, Carmen. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so, children, you might like to write a prayer for um, the church in Sweden, uh, and in Stockholm particularly. You just saw that uh, zooming out on the map from Sweden. Um, so, uh, it might be you want to pray for them. They're a, a, a small church at the moment. They, they're reaching out to a lot of students, which is wonderful. And um, they would like to have a, a new venue to meet in soon. I know that much, because they're meeting in a very small venue. So, why don't you pray, write a prayer for the church in Sweden, and maybe later on you might like to come and pray. Rod, come and tell us all about the church in the Czech Republic. Good morning. So, Rod, you've met uh, on Skype, I believe, yeah. the church partners in, in the Czech Republic. Yeah. And can you tell us a bit of a, a reflection from chatting with them? Uh, the thing that uh, struck me most when they were uh, telling us their story was that uh, Keith and... Um, i forgot her name now. <laughs> Keith and Michelle, I think, um, was that they had been called in a very specific way both um, Michelle and her daughter who was school age just about 10 or 8 something in that region had both dreamt on the same night about a horse and that uh, Emma the little girl was riding the horse and this became evident that this was part of God's call on their life and it's great that the whole family were called to go to a place called Pabranica in Czech Republic where surprise surprise the horse, a white horse, is the emblem wow. of, that, uh, of that city. It's a remarkable story, and I'd, uh, I invite you to go to the Relational Mission uh, website and see that you know, they talk about how God has called them. Fantastic. And is there anything particularly we can pray for for them? Yeah, I think the thing that also struck me was that um, when they're making friendships and they talk about Jesus, they said, we know nothing about Jesus. This is post-communist Europe. This is a post-communist country, the Czech Republic. And uh, people want to know, but there's nobody to tell them who Jesus is and what he means. Mm. Fantastic. So that's a good prayer to write down for the Czech Republic, really, that maybe God would send more people to go and, uh, and reach out to people in the Czech Republic to tell them all about Jesus. Okay, finally, Sam, do you want to come up? Let's give Sam a big round of applause. I don't think we applauded Rod, but we give one to Rod as well. <laughs> okay, so Sam, 
Can you tell us a little bit about Gdansk and Poland? And I know you've, you've interacted with the, the team there. Yeah, we spoke um, over Skype at the Life Group with uh, Kevin Emma. And I also heard them at the Courage Conference as well. And um, their testimony is really amazing. Um, but what really stirred and challenged me was their faithfulness. They've been out there for 10 years and seen almost no fruit at all. And yet they're so passionate and so they're, te- they're just so excited still after 10 years of hardly seeing anything. Mm. Um, and that just really challenged me yeah. um, to really kind of, I guess, partner with them and, and pray for them. And, yeah. you know, the more of us that pray, I, I, it feels like they're kind of digging concrete at the moment. And I just want to see like a garden kind of flourish and grow yeah. up. Wonderful. Okay, brilliant. Thanks, Sam. Wonderful. Let's give Sam a round of applause. Okay. So with Gdansk in Poland, we're praying that they'll see more people become Christians because they've been there a long time, making friendships with people, learning the language. But now we'd love to see them uh, see lots of people come to know Jesus. So maybe you'd like to write that down as a prayer on your flag. Okay, in just a moment's time, um, we're going to sing. I'm, I'm going to lead us in prayer in a minute, and then I'm going to ask you children if you would like um, to come and pray. Um, and pray for some of these um, nations that we've been hearing about. If uh, uh, you have children downstairs, they are going to be brought up by the team um, for the final uh, songs that we're going to sing uh, in just a couple of minutes' time. So I'm going to pray. Do you want to just, um, just bow your heads where you are and, and just ask God with me um, that we, he would do amazing things through uh, our church in the nations? Father, we are grateful for um, the work that you're doing in our church. We're grateful for the many people that you're knitting into our community who are from different countries. We're so grateful, Father, and we just want to ask you that you will help us to grow more and more as a real family in this way. Help us to be bold and to reach out to those who are very different to us and to have wonderful relationships with uh, people that are from different countries. And I want to ask you that uh, we would really be an amazing international family more and more in this town that people will look back and think, what is going on here? And that they would see Jesus through it. And I pray, Father, as well, that you would help us to go to the nations in increasing ways, Lord, to uh, reach more nations. And for these nations that we've just heard about, that they really would see many, many people come to know Jesus. For your glory, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, children, would anyone like to come and read out their prayer that's on the back of their flag? Would anyone like to do that? Just wave your hand if you'd like to do that. Okay, I'm going to take the microphone from Anna. Thank you. So do you want to just come up and do that now, or do you want to take the microphone to you? Do you want to do that? Matt, you can run around. That'd be great. We'll have two or, th- we'll have two or three. That would be wonderful. Any more? Wonderful. We've got one or two more. Yep, we've got one. Yep, yep. Brilliant. We've got one here as well. So we have two more. I pray that Sweden um, gets lots more people coming to their church and that they teach lots of people about Jesus. Amen. Amen. I pray that all the countries in the world get to know God. Amen. Dear God, Thank you for um, our world. 
keep itself. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Should we just say well done to these children who have been so brave in praying? We're going to stand and we're going to enjoy uh, worshipping God together before we close. And as I said, uh, children um, who are downstairs will be brought upstairs by their group. So parents, head over. In, when you see them, head over um, towards the kind of corner over there and make sure you, you sign them out. Let's enjoy God together. Thank you for listening to audio from Hope Church Ipswich. Please feel free to make a copy of this content, but please do not edit the content in any way.